Hey guys, welcome back to another episode. Today I want to do something different. I actually want to talk about my top dividend stocks right now. And this episode actually came from a comment that I saw yesterday or the day before. Uh, we can see Julie here kind of talks to uh, pretty much asks, hey Jose, what are your top five dividend stocks that you are buying or are holding at current levels? Uh, so again, I mean, if you guys have any ideas for future episode, feel free to let me know in the comments. If I do enjoy the topic, obviously I will kind of do a video like we are today day um, they do actually ask for my thoughts on the overall airplane industry let me just say the airplane industry is not one that i focus in so no thoughts there maybe if you ask a question about the semiconductor market uh, we can definitely talk there uh, so i wanted to kind of showcase my overall dividend stocks in my portfolio and i want to say 15 percent of my portfolio is is in these dividend stocks right here we got microsoft we have the s p 500 Bessie, Microchip, Qualcomm, TSMC, Nintendo, and Applied Materials. Right off the bat, you can see that most of these companies are in the semiconductor market or all of them are actually in the tech market. Uh, so I do want to say when I do focus in investing in stocks, I honestly could care less about dividends, right? I'm looking for growth opportunities, but there are some companies that I believe have that mixture of, hey, you have a small growth opportunity, you have a great valuation, and you also have some form of return to shareholder via a dividend and buybacks and i do believe that's where most of these fall in line where maybe they're not completely a growth story but they do have growth opportunities and to kind of entice me a little bit more they do have kind of some form of return to shareholders via dividends or buybacks so in today's episode, what I want to do is take a closer look at five uh, at the top five that I own uh, right here are roughly eight. Um, that And like I mentioned, those eight make up roughly 15% of my overall portfolio. I do want to say there are two big players here, and that's Microsoft and the S&P 500. Both Microsoft and the S&P 500 make nine out of that 15%. Uh, so those are two big players. Uh, we're going to discuss about them a, a bit, but we can see both these companies make up on average 4.5% of my total position um and and I, I do believe that's going to stay this way. Those are two players that I kind of dollar cost average throughout time, especially the S&P 500, right? Even though I do enjoy investing in individual companies, I always do a small dollar cost average into the overall market because I do kind of like to have at least that exposure to the overall market with at least a small, small position. Uh, so here, right off the bat, we can see some of the dividend yields. We can see Nintendo is killing it with 3.1%. Then you have BE Semiconductor. 2.8 we also have qualcomm at 2.1 we have taiwan semiconductor at 1.9 percent dividend yield we have the s p at roughly 1.5 percent microchip at roughly 1.3 percent microsoft at roughly 0.85 and applied materials at roughly 0.58 so like i mentioned i'm going to take a close look at five and uh, my top five uh, before we go any further guys if you can guess which my which of my top fives um, we're going to look at let me know in the comments below so before we go any further guys i do want to say thank you for the support we just hit 27.3 uh, thousand subs i'm trying to hit 30,000 by the end of the year but let's see if we can hit 27.4 by the end of this video or, or by the end of this day i definitely would appreciate it if you guys want to learn more about the semiconductor market uh, make sure to check out my membership i do have weekly exclusive videos i also just released a discord channel that's only meant for people in the semiconductor membership so that is out right now i just started it yesterday if you want to have a special offer check out fool.com jose or if you just want a free newsletter check out jose naharo.substack.com 
Finally, I want to thank The Motley Fool for sponsoring this video and check out fool.com slash Jose for the 10 best stocks to buy now. With that link, you get a promotional offer for the subscription service. Now, let's continue with today's episode. Uh, so now I want to take a closer look at my top players. My number one is going to be Microsoft, right? Microsoft right now is probably the biggest of them all with almost a $2.4 trillion market cap. Uh, we can see dividends paid in the trailing 12 months continues to go up. So this is a nice dividend player. Unfortunately, Microsoft stock price has kind of really ballooned in the past few months uh, and that dividend yield is closer to 0.85%. So like I mentioned, when I'm looking at these companies, I'm not looking at them for sole dividend purpose. I mean, we can see right now in Microsoft's most recent earnings, they are seeing still growth in their intelligent cloud and in their productivity business. Uh, if you were to tell me, hey, Jose, can you give me a quick reason why you are bullish in Microsoft? First, we have their clouding business, right? They are the second player and market share in the clouding market with their clouding solutions. And I do believe that's going to maintain. Second, they have kind of this crazy software system um, with a great subscription business with their Office 365. That's both on the consumer market and in the enterprise market. Their overall investments in artificial intelligence, I do believe, make them a leader to some extent. And I'm very curious to see how they will grow from here. OpenAI is obviously one of their best investments so far, in my opinion, even though it is kind of a burning cash cow at the moment. Um, um, and finally, you guys know me, I'm huge into the gaming market. Microsoft owns Xbox, which is one of the biggest gaming uh, metaverse to some extent in the world. So if we are to ever expect to go into the metaverse or more kind of immersive gaming experience, I do believe Xbox will be up top, top player here. Uh, so Microsoft is definitely number one on my list. Definitely numerous growth opportunities for this company, like I mentioned. Obviously, with a huge market cap of $2.4 trillion, this is not one that I expect maybe would grow purely through through kind of uh just stock price i do that's why we're seeing kind of that dividend and other forms of share re, uh, of share returns that kind of get me excited now, if we take a closer look at the second one, I want to talk about the S&P 500. And I want to say this is probably pretty boring. Um, but again, I do, like I mentioned, I do believe this is a great way to get a, a nice dividend of 1.5%. And for most people, even probably for me, I think the best way to go would be just purely index investing. And that's that. it's kind of proven, right, that index investing is definitely a great way to go, especially if you don't want to have all this time researching and looking at all these companies. Uh, so for that, I always like to have some form of experience exposure into the overall market like the S&P 500. I threw it to the ticker SPY where I kind of do, I, I want to say at least a monthly dollar cost average into this th index and kind of purchase over time. Uh, so I do believe right now it's roughly 4.5% of my portfolio, but as things goes on, I do believe this will eventually continue to grow and grow as a portfolio size. Uh, so S&P 500, I don't, I, I want to say just don't sleep on the index funds. I think they are a smart move, at least for myself. Now, number three is going to be Nintendo. And Nintendo's roughly market cap of roughly $50 billion. If we convert it to US dollars, if you look at the market cap, it would be in the Japanese yen. Uh, we can see dividend yield is roughly 3%. Um, dividends per share has kind of decreased in the past since 2021. I do want to remind investors that 2021 was kind of a peak of, as of now for the gaming market. And they were just getting the benefits as everybody was staying home thanks to, unfortunately, COVID. Uh, so everybody was just playing games. So companies like Nintendo were raking up a nice amount of money. Still, we can see a dividend of yield of roughly 3.1% at the moment. They only pay dividends on March and September, I believe. It's not a quarterly thing. It's more of a, a, a bi-yearly bi thing. 
when they give um, dividends. Uh, what really excites me about Nintendo is numerous things. First, this is a company that has been very, very conservative on how they push their IP into other markets. But they most recently did Super Mario Bros. And it did amazing. And I do believe it kind of gives them the opportunity to open up their IP even more. I do believe the kind of management and culture in Nintendo is a little bit more conservative. So they're not just going to continue to ramp up so many shows back to back and so many movies back to back. I do believe they're going to be a lot more opportunistic on how they go. Not something like Disney that's going to crank up uh, like Disney, right? Cranks up a Star Wars show every six months or, or every year, a new movie to some extent, right? So I think Nintendo will be a little bit slower with that. And I do believe that's kind of a moat for them because it's definitely going to continue uh, to have this, this kind of curiosity for what they're going to release next. I mean, in forms of their gaming products, they have strong gaming products coming out within this year we see some super mario we see some uh wario we see some pokemon we see some more mario kart so the list goes on and on pikmin just came out uh and if we take a closer look the company is actually doing pretty well even though their nintendo switch is so old right nintendo switch we can see in 2018 was selling but now in fiscal year of 2024 most of their sales are coming from their oled model uh, which tends to have a higher average selling price we can see annual playing users continue Continue to grow uh, for Nintendo and overall kind of bullish for this company. Uh, we can see they are continuing to see growth in their hardware, mainly because of the OLED model. And they're also seeing growth in the software, uh, mainly as, as games like The Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom came out, uh, which did some amazing, amazing numbers. So overall, I'm super excited for Nintendo. I want to say from all the ones in my list, this is the one that really, really excites me. And I think I would put on top number one out of the top five that I am talking about today. Uh, next, we have microchip. Now we're kind of getting into the semiconductor market. So number four is microchip. We can see trailing 12 months dividend continues to grow on a yearly basis. This is a nice kind of curve up here, uh, a little bit more than linear, maybe not completely exponential. Uh, uh, but we can see the company's dividend yield is roughly 1.3%. They also do a nice amount of buybacks, which I didn't cover here. For those that are not familiar with microchip, they do hit some amazing targets. The industrial, 41%. Data centers, roughly 19%. And automotive, roughly 17%. And if you guys know me, I do believe the semiconductor market is one that's going to continue to grow. And I hate, I want to say I hate, but I, 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 I enjoy semiconductor companies that aren't too dependent on the consumer market and we can see from the looks of it microchip is definitely one of those that kind of has more exposure to the industrial market um, and things like data centers and automotive which in my opinion are all growing opportunities uh, for those that are not familiar with microchip they are the creator of, of micro uh, they do have microcontrollers microprocessors fpgas and other analog solutions as well like power management to kind of help out with their microcontrollers so they are in numerous mega trends like Internet of Things, Edge Computing, Data Centers, E-Mobility, uh, Autonomous Driving, and the list goes on and on. We can see that they actually represent um, a microchip content is roughly $100,000 per aircraft in commercial aviation total system solutions. So they definitely have some nice market here in the aviation market. We can also see in the EV market, microchips total system solutions in the Hyundai 
Ionic 6, uh, and they definitely have numerous solutions from things like power applications, charging door, uh, door modules, electric actuator modules, onboard chargers, charging indicators, AVS, e-shifters, and the list goes on and on. So they definitely have numerous market opportunities, and like I mentioned, they also have a nice amount of dividend uh, that they're paying and also a nice amount of buyback program as well. Now, the final company I'm going to take a closer look at is, is Bessie, right? And Bessie is probably my favorite when you have a mixture of growth and dividend. Bessie is roughly $8.5 billion. It's also another semiconductor company. Um, it, it, like I mentioned, market cap of less than $10 billion, dividend yield of roughly 2.8%. Uh, so for those not familiar with Bessie, I actually did a deep dive of this company in my membership program. So make sure to check that out. I believe it was four weeks ago where I did the deep dive. Um, but Bessie has uh, semiconductor equipment where they focus on die attach and and packaging and plating. Die attach is very, very important, especially these two that I once I want to talk about flip chip thermal compression and hybrid bonding, especially as we're kind of getting into this 3D chiplet architecture. You can see here we can see chiplet architecture, hybrid bonding, that thermal compression bonding for chip to wafer, for things like memory stacking. If you are in the semiconductor, these these kind of vocabularies should be very familiar to you, especially when we come to the advanced AI chips. If you're thinking of the MI300, if you're thinking of the H100, if you're thinking of Intel's kind of Ponte Vecchio, right? We can see here that they're talking about right now, smaller, we're, we're kind of entering into the smaller chiplet. Uh, and for that, you need things like chip to wafer die attach and that kind of that uh, attaching applications. Uh, so they kind of talk about how Intel is doing it. They also kind of push on how and AMD is doing it with their Epic server processors. They do mention over 50 die placement steps, including hybrid and flip chip. Uh, so Bessie is definitely a pretty interesting one to kind of see in this growing semiconductor market, especially as advanced chips are being made. Uh, again, like I mentioned, roughly $8.5 billion market cap. To me, this is a strong mixture of growth and and share buyback or or share return via dividend. Uh, so, like I mentioned, my top five are Microsoft S and P five hundred, Bessie, Nintendo Switch, and Microchip. And now, let me kind of just rank them. I do believe the best, in my opinions, in forms of value and also dividend yield is probably going to be Nintendo. I don't see Nintendo going anywhere anytime soon. They have a strong IP um, that div PE ratio of roughly thirteen point fifty six, and we saw that nice dividend yield so for me nintendo would be number one uh number two i actually want to go more into my roots of growth uh so for me number two would be growth and some form of dividends and that would be bessie uh ticker b-e-s-i-y this is traded over the counter uh because it is an international company p-e ratio 46 so it is pretty expensive but like i mentioned i recently did a deep dive on this and if we take a closer look at future estimations those p-e ratios are expected to drop dramatically based if the market is correct right so i'm really excited i do believe bessie would be my number two as like I mentioned, this is to me the perfect opportunity of growth and a nice amount of dividend yield at the same time. Now, number three, I want to say is probably the S&P 500. I think always having some form of exposure to the overall market is a great move. Number four would be Microsoft. The only reason Microsoft is number four is just because of its current valuation, right? It's already a $2.4 trillion market cap. Obviously, it can continue to grow, uh, but it's more of like that stable blue chip, right? So I definitely want to put it in number four. And 
in number five would be microchip. Microchip is definitely pretty interesting. They do have growth opportunities, but it is more of like a value play to some extent with a forward PE ratio of roughly 13. So I hope you guys enjoy my top five dividend stocks. Like I mentioned, if you guys have any questions or any video ideas, make sure to let me know on the comments below.